Hi again, everybody, moms and dads, boys and girls. You are in for a rare treat, episode number 114 of The Chatter. (laughs) We do not pay our guests. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most most gracious Virgin Virgin Mary, that that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. Episode 114, we are, uh, oh, I forgot, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, we don't know what is going to come out of our mouths tonight, Pretty crazy, pretty crazy. Episode 114, we're recording on the uh, 15th, which is Martin Luther's. uh, King Jr. King Jr.'s day. It's got a long name. It does. And Caucus Day. And Caucus Day. And Frozen Day. And Frozen, and getting frozener. It is. Tonight. A new meaning to the word chatter. Should we just let it go? Let it go. 19, 20, and 21, this will air. Mm. The um, lovely voice you hear is Rick Murfeld. He's back in the house. So glad to be with you guys again. Thanks for uh, having me. And Colleen, you're all moved. We are all moved in just in time for the snowy... Last week, did you see it was a record snowy week? 24, 25 inches mm-hmm. in a week. Yep. In one week, the biggest snow. So there's that. So yeah. So now I think I saw that the average snowfall in a winter in Dubuque is 37 inches. And oh. we got 24. And we had some before. Yeah. So we're and almost done with snow. <laughs> is that how that works? No, no. Darn it. No. Can we hold you to that? Yeah. <laughs> That's... Some years ago, maybe close to 10 years ago, when we uh, bought the first snow blowers, um, because we had, I'll say, 67, 68, 72 inches in two winters back to back. Wow. And um, I said, no, no, no more. Mm-hmm. No more. We're not doing this anymore. I can remember when our boys were still young and we were still involved with the scout program, there was five consecutive Tuesday night meetings that were canceled because of snow. Yeah. Last year, wasn't it Thursdays? Didn't the snow seem to hit on yeah, Thursdays last right? year? Yeah, I think yeah. Right. it did. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, this darn climate change, global warming. And they came, as I recall, <laughs> they came uh, late in the season in February when we had those 65 and 70. It was kind inch. of a late It was kind of a late hit. Yeah. yeah. That was mm-hmm. a lot of snow. You know what, though? It builds character. That's right. Oh, stop it. Come on, right? Stop and, it. And you know what we always say is that there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad gear. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Bad gear. So I know there's some weather that's really hard to have good gear for, but... You know, if we really lived in a climate where it was 72 degrees year-round, we wouldn't be happy either. No, I don't like that. No. Oh, I no. like the change of season. It's yeah. just... I mean, it's one thing to get 70 inches of snow... It's another thing to get 24 inches of wet cement. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what this was. This was... Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. That's right. Nice and snow. Bless the Lord. Yeah. It's going to make us appreciate spring even more. And, and spring comes just early this year, don't you know? Yep. It does. Just around the corner. <laughs> right after Easter. Right before Easter. Right before Easter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The only thing worse than this kind of weather is complaining about this kind of weather, so I'm not going to complain no, about it. Right. We can do it now. We survived. We're inside. It's warm. The it's furnace is It's halfway through working. January, for crying out loud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> We're almost yep. there. 
Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations on your upgrade with Mary Zen and the yes. amazing work that you're, you know, Thanks. that you and the crew do. That's that's Thanks. a really that is what uh, we were talking about, wasn't it? Uh, Phoenix story, rising from the ashes, and there we are. I'm telling you, someday I'm going to write a book and list all the miracles that happened with us getting into our new location. But yep. we were in three different places: uh, the home over on up by Wallert High School. My office was down in the millwork, and then we had some uh, storage space over in Plaza 20. And all of those are consolidated down now to one location over on Hillcrest Road, which it's been in the news so much, it's really it's not wonderful. a secret location at all. Yeah, it's wonderful. But um, anyway, so we are going to have an open house, I hope, in June. So, But awesome. if you can't wait until then, you let me know, and I'll give anybody a tour. I hear it's going to be hot in June. Hopefully. Probably snowing. <laughs> Probably another 70. What were you saying about all that snow? See, by June, we'll be wishing it was. We'll be complaining about the heat. That's right. Absolutely. That's how Absolutely. we, well, we've, how we been, we've been able to do some expansion, too, at St. Vinny's. You know, let's hear for the area nonprofits. Right? Yes. Tell us about um, that. We are now open. The store is now open Tuesday evenings late. And now you're so, talking Radford. Radford Road. Yep. Yep, that's our thrift store and warehouse. And uh, thanks to Shelly and Kate and the great staff and the volunteers, you know, they were able to expand, um, you know, into Tuesday evenings. So what will the hours be on Tuesday nights? Tuesdays it'll be 9 in the morning till 8 at night. 9 till 8? 9 to 8, Tuesday, wow. Wednesday, and Thursday now. Oh, okay. And then Monday, Friday, and Saturday, 9 to 4. Okay. So, and the reality And what's is, in the store? Tell people all the stuff or oh, categories um we've got brand new um the only item that we actually purchase are brand new beds mattresses box springs and frames are all five-year warranted products from the chicago mattress company priced to be the best value in town um, because i think we have the best mission in town mm-hmm. um and so everything else is donated. So it's furniture, it's clothes, it's it's home decor. It's um, the other unique piece is we have a, a durable medical equipment project. You know, there's so, so what's many that people include? that's Think- include when you're done with your walker or your commode, Tom. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're done with it, then you can bring it to our store and we'll clean it up. Hopefully, you'll wash it up just a little bit. Yeah. But we'll clean it up and we'll we'll make it available to people to buy for you know, five or 10 or $20. I mean, we even have people, you know, donating fully functioning, you know, $2,000 wheelchairs. Wow. That will sell wow. for $50 because we're the only project in town because with so many of our great families and friends and relatives are working with aging family members, mm-hmm. you know, and they're using these durable medical equipment, you know, bed lifts and, and commodes and walkers and Kennedy canes and, the, you know, the whole thing. And wow. when they're done with it, you what's know, a Kennedy cane? Now, those are the canes that had, if you remember your world history with when Kennedy, um, which one was it? Was it Teddy? Mm, was FDR. It, Teddy? it was F. Yeah. That had polio as a kid, right? And ended up in a wheelchair eventually. Right. Yeah. Right. FDR. But they actually had the 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 bands that go around the forearm so it wasn't just a crutch it was a oh, an extended oh. cane Rama. i think they're called kennedy canes but i could be totally wrong about that oh and of course when oh, i get maybe home, from jfk i think it was jfk FDR, when he was yeah. i know it. when i get home my wife who's a career nurse is going to educate me thoroughly <clears throat> on that um but you know we have so many people that that you know, either today don't have insurance or have insurance that don't cover equipment like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. We had one young lady come in and, and her brother had been crushed between a bobcat and a loading dock. 
and was being released home and the insurance company wouldn't cover four to five pieces of equipment, but they also told her you can't bring him home unless you have that equipment in your house. Wow. So what are they supposed to do? I mean, wow. nobody has funds. Most people don't have funds laying around the house to purchase that kind of equipment. And so we are the place in town where we invite people, bring your equipment. Our volunteers will clean it up, check it, and then we can purchase it again. That's so. an awesome service right there. And even like my mom's yep. waiting for hip surgery, so she mm-hmm. needs the little toilet extender, whatever you call it. The, the little, raised toilet. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, because, until she has her surgery. So that is an awesome Absolutely. thing to know. So that's another one of the unique things. The other project that we're starting here, hopefully this week, is renovating the interior of the store. Um, you know, we've uh, it's beginning to look its age, and so just like a... You know, the, the, the white fences, every once in a while you've got to strip down the fence and, and repaint it if you want your nice white picket fence. Mm-hmm. And so we're hopefully going to use this next three to four months to do some interior renovations. And Every fence I've seen in the last 10 days has been white. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need any paint. They don't need any paint at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> so we've got a lot of fun things going on, and uh, the reality is, is, you know, we've got a, an amazing, you know, um, following of people who bring in wonderful donations. Mm-hmm. And it's all, you know, and then the customer base continues to grow. We see new customers all the time, which mm-hmm. is truly amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go we, back to the beds, the okay. bed program that yep, you've got. The Better Sleep, Better Health program. Right. Mm-hmm. How many have you given? I think at last count, we're up to about 230 households in the greater Dubuque area. Um, and these are kids, adults, elderly who had no beds or who were sleeping on 30-year-old mattresses and, you know, don't have the funds to, to or purchase. Both. Or both. <laughs> um, and so that's been a These really, are nice beds. Another, these are five-year These are the same beds that you and I sleep on, you know, interlocking spring mattresses, you know. Um, you know so it's really been a so really neat. So you've got now 250 or so of these we've all get, around town. We've put beds into that many households, wow. and each household takes different pieces Two, three, to fit. Four. Yep, wow. depending on the size of the family and the needs, and so it's been more than two hundred and fifty beds. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, and that's and that's been a wonderful little addition. And again, it's a unique it's a unique feature of St. Vincent de Paul, and mm-hmm. so we're just really blessed to be able to see a need and fill the need. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's is there what anything we're to do. that St. Vinny's is short on right now that you could use? the The furniture is. Um, we always have a hard time getting dressers hmm. and kitchen tables and chairs hmm. for our neighbors really? in need okay. that's the two items and so that's one of the fun things that we're also working into um we've always been in the business of helping people with immediate needs mm-hmm. the the volunteers and the board saw the need to be able to help people who get to a point in life where they're ready to make a committed sustainable effort to go from where they're at to turn right and go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, generational poverty is real. Mm-hmm. You know, chronic challenges are real. But at certain times, you know, and, and we never know when the Holy Spirit's going to get a hold of somebody and say, okay, now's your time. Mm-hmm. Now's your time to be able to invest some energy to either start a new job, grad, you know, get a new skill, take advantage of the gifts that you have. But to be able to do that takes a lot of energy and a lot of support. And so we've started a back-to-work program, which is a natural, uh, nationally-based, um, high-intensity workforce development program here in Dubuque. It was developed by our friends at St. Vinny's in Des Moines, 
and we will be the 16th community across the country to implement this. Hmm. Um, nationally, workforce development programs are happy if they can boast a 30 to 40% success rate 12 months out with their people in a livable wage job and demonstrating skills and benefits at work and at home. Um, St. Vincent de Paul's back to work program over the last 10 years is averaging 80 to 82% oh, success. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, and I'm confident that one of the main reasons why this is is that it's got a spiritual element built right in. You know, we're what you know, we're right up front with people saying God's a part of this equation. You know, and so we have an opportunity to ask people, how's your relationship? We should probably with? explain that, that this is St. Vincent de Paul. When you're St. Saint, uh, Saint Vinny's, it mm-hmm. sounds like that Italian place down on right. Main Street. <laughs> Vinny Venucci. St. Vinny Venucci's. This is St. Vincent de Paul. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And so we're real excited about that. Well, that's a huge number. Yeah. I mean, 80, 82%. That's and, amazing. And the goal is to help 400 people uh, over the next 10 years to be able to, you know, How get many? to that 400. Just you know, in Dubuque? Just in the greater Dubuque wow. area. What does it do? I'm going to put you on the spot here. What does it do? Two, two parts here. What, when somebody's down and out and, you know, they lost a job, they got in, whatever it is, they're, they're in that circumstance. What's that do to their mental state, their confidence, their, uh, their, their self-esteem? Self-esteem. Self-image. And, and <clears throat> the other side of the coin is, is you guys are batting over 800 Mm-hmm. That'll get you in the Hall of Fame. That'll, That'll get, get you in the, in the Hall, Hall of Fame. Ten mm-hmm. out of ten times. And what happens when to that same self-esteem and everything once once people reconnect, get back on track? T- talk about that. You know, the people get to points in their life and they and they realize that some of the decisions that ended up, you know, they helped dig their own hole. In some mm. situations, yeah. and some people were, were kicked and shoved and drug into holes. Mm. And so there's a little bit of a different psychic involved, you know, with each scenario. But the reality is you get to the point where you stop hoping that things can somehow get better. Stop trying. You just give up mm-hmm. because there's no reason to continue to tease yourself mm-hmm. um, to be able to do that. So how do you um, reconnect with somebody who stopped or lost the confidence? They just... Their get up and go has got up and went. Absolutely. You know, John Maxwell is, a, is fond of saying that people change when they're given enough that they can, they're shown enough that they're able to, and they're helped enough that they feel supported to be able to do it. And so it's really about connecting with people. And the first thing is that trust of that relationship. And that's one of the reasons why this will work is because the volunteers that have connections with the neighbors that we're helping, they'll be able to extend that trust to the full-time staff member that we hired, and that's um, Cindy Coleman, another oh, great yeah, Cindy's uh, debut awesome. product. Hey, uh, Cindy. Yes. You know, Cindy is, uh, you know, she's got a great resume. Oh, she's outstanding. Of, of, of her service work and her radio work. Mm-hmm. Um, she talked with Donald Trump on the phone this morning. She did. Um, and as part of he needs a job, artist, too, right? As part <laughs> <Yeah>. of the... <laughs> is he going to go in your program? <laughs> Back oh, to work I program? I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But uh, she's going to be able to, and that's really, it really becomes, she, her main job is to be a truth teller. Mm-hmm. Because one reason why people have gotten to this point in their life is that they've, they've failed to see some of the truth 
of their situations. Mm-hmm. And How are you getting these people? They're coming in. Now, you got two sh- two shops, the one forever down at uh, 14th and uh, 13th in mm-hmm. Iowa. Yep. And then out here on Radford. Where, where are yep. most of the... Most of the referrals will be directly connected with our food pantry and voucher center downtown. The conversations okay. that the volunteers are having with people and to be able to ask, hey, is you know, would you like to talk to Cindy? Would you like to maybe try to do That's something That's got to be a interesting dynamic, those first 30 seconds in that conversation. It is, and it's, and it's, really, it's really imperative. Um, but we're also going to be— What's that go like? Really, it starts with our volunteers— putting themselves in a vulnerable position to be fully present with, you know, not making any assumptions, not making any preconceived notions about who's standing in front of them, Mm -hmm. and just to understand and to believe that you are valuable because God made you and I'm here with you and you and I are going to connect. There's an an expectation that a good interaction is about to happen. So many people, goes back to that don't talk to strangers thing. Yeah. Most people get into new situations and they come with their shields up. Mm-hmm. And then they wonder, you know, why the rest of the world's a bunch of jerks. Mm-hmm. Well, take a look in the mirror. You mm-hmm. came into the conversation without putting any of your own vulnerability into this. Right. You know, you had sheltered your humanity. You had sheltered your passion. You had sheltered your gifts. Of course, that's the way it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But when you get down there... There's this, there's this sense of shared vulnerability because it's also vulnerable for the people that are coming in to put themselves on the line and to say, you know what, I need help. Mm-hmm. Rick Murfeld is our guest on the 114th Chatter, and uh, we got we got to come back in a minute. Rick, uh, when you come back, I want to know how do the people coming into the Iowa Street location know about the program, or do they know about the program, and, and what the next 60 seconds of that first conversation is like. Okay. On the chatter on FM 98.3, KCRD will be right back after these announcements. We're back in the studios with Rick Murfeld from St. Vincent de Paul, not that Italian restaurant down on Main Street. And we have not uh, mentioned our uh, sponsor. Our sponsor is Hotworks. It's 24-hour infrared fitness studio. How do you like that? It's a lot warmer than wherever you're at right now. (laughs) I would think memberships would be spiking right now. Way up. Way up. Way up. So thanks to Hotworks over at 2055 Holiday Drive. They're open 24-7. So anytime you're chilly, you go over there. Yeah, Holiday Drive with two frozen L's <laughs> right now. That was a good segment. I loved what you're doing down on the Iowa Street because that's, that's in the hood. That's where I grew up, downtown in the hood there on uh, 13th and Iowa with St. Mm-hmm. Vincent de Paul. And you've got people coming in, and you've got a program that has more than an 80% success rate yep. of getting people autonomous, living in their own home, getting a job, feeling good about themselves. But that first three or four minutes when they come in to meet with somebody down in St. Vincent de Paul has to be interesting. First, how do they know to come there? How do they know to bring up the conversation? What's what what's you got some stories about? Because I'm sure there's no two 
encounters that are the same, huh? That is so true. And there's really two groups of people that we serve down there. One are people that have contacted us because they need food, cleaning products, hygiene products, clothes, shoes, whatever, the furniture, the whole thing. The other thing that, the other silver lining connected to COVID is that when we shut the doors and everybody had to stay outside and we were going to, and we had to start bringing food to you, you stay in your car, mm-hmm. pop your hood, we're going to put it in your car, say God bless and you leave, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That included opening the big overhead door down at the Iowa mm-hmm. Street location, mm-hmm. not the tiny little main door, but mm-hmm. no, the kind of the garage, garage the big mm-hmm. overhead garage right. door. And long story less long, the volunteers started interacting with people that they had never seen before. It was the walk-bys. It was the walk-ups. It was the people that were just driving by because our wonderful volunteers would stand in the front and just start greeting people. Hi, hey, how you doing? And now, I mean, Tom and Chris and Jim and Bob and Andy and Lisa and, and, the, and the, you know, all the great volunteers, they've got this growing relationship with people down there. We'll never be able to shut the garage door again. <laughs> because it's like that's half the people that they're serving. Hmm. And it's just been an amazing. So it's become a it's become center a new, of. It's become a new front porch. Right? Yeah. People are walking downtown and all of a sudden you got these wonderful people sitting out on the front porch with a glass of iced tea saying, what's happening? Hmm. Come huh. on over and see, you know, what What do you need? What, you know. T- I, can, then, I can see some uh, little French bistro tables and some umbrellas you know, going on mm-hmm. on the sidewalk. Not yep. today, but no, not today, no, no. no. And so, and so that's the, that's it's all about relationships, right? Right. And so, as you start having these relationships and you start getting to know people, you you get to the point where you one you've you know there's there's a trust that's built up that you can ask them, are you happy with where things are at? Hey, last week you told me that you were looking for a new job. How's that going? It sucks. Would you like someone to help you? So it's a two or three week conversation sometimes it can be 30 seconds and those have been those are you know we've had those in the store you walk into someone at the store and say hey how you doing and they look at you and all of a sudden you know the holy spirit kind of kicks you in the in the took us and says they need you to say hi again so you say hi again and all of a sudden 30 seconds later you know you're having a conversation with someone about you know i think you might like to talk to cindy we mm-hmm. might be able would you like to talk to someone if we think we could you know so you're talking Cindy Coleman. Cindy Coleman, yep, which, our new program services director. That's a brand new full-time position that we've started. But most people, Colleen, have to know Cindy Coleman. Voices uh, of the Tri-State. Col- they Coleman. know her voice. <laughs> no, her, they know her, her voice. voice, absolutely. Mm-hmm. A local celebrity. And she's doing this now just for you. Yep, yep. For program director means she's what program now? services Break that director. Down. She's going to be coordinating and facilitating and supporting all of our services. Um, she'll be working hand in hand with our volunteers who are down actually doing the great work with our mm-hmm. neighbors in need, but she'll also be building out this back to work program and helping us understand how we can help more people um, you know in this next in this next round of and that's awesome because she's a wonderful, wonderful woman, very faith-filled, a lot of experience between the Salvation yep. Army and everything else that she's done. And who would she know the resources. She knows oh everybody. Oh, my gosh. And that's part of what, you know, part of, you know, the value of her of her package of skills and talents and passions that she mm-hmm. brings to the position is that part of this whole back-to-work program is a, is a, a plan to create an employer council. So hold on now. And she's already got the connections built up. Yeah, so Cindy's does. new to a position. 
Sort of, kind of. And it's a new position? It is. Yeah, to us it is. Yep. Okay, so go back to before any of this existed. How did this get started? The just vol- just because you opened the garage door down on Iowa Street? You no, know, the volunteers, our great volunteers, it's really the same way it got started with the bed program. They started noticing things, and so the board meeting started being conversations about, we have a problem, what can we do to solve it? And our great board, you know, is of the mindset of, because we have a, a mission statement that is not confined to quality, quantity, location, Mm-hmm. If you see a problem, let's see what we can do to fill it. And so they saw the problem with the beds. We started a bed program. They started seeing that that there are people that get to points where they want things to be different. But that takes a lot of time. All of us can think back to moments in our life where you wanted to do something different. It took time. Mm-hmm. And you don't always know how to do something different. You know, you want something different. You know, it's got to change. But you don't always know the direction to go or the steps to take. And sometimes you need that friendly person who can kind of walk alongside, um, give some suggestions, some direction, and some accountability, right? Absolutely. How many days does it take to make a new habit? 21, is that right? There you go. It's 21 days. You know, you need someone full-time to be able to lock arms with someone and... On Monday, it's going to be a 20-second conversation. On Tuesday, it's going to be a 30-minute conversation. By Friday, it could be a two-hour conversation. But people need what they need when they need it. Mm -hmm. And so Cindy's job is going to be able to be available Mm -hmm. to meet those needs to sustain that development of those new behaviors and those new Mm -hmm. habits. And as a faith-filled woman, she would be open to those nudges from the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Uh, you know, to what to, what questions to ask or what direction or when to talk or when to Or just not when talk. to walk away. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's some people that are out there right now in life and all they want to do is argue with you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's not a good use of your time. It's not a good mm-hmm. use of their time. Mm-hmm. So don't support it. Don't promote mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Don't, 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 don't play into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Cindy at both campuses? <clears throat> yes, Absolutely. Okay. We're talking a lot about the Iowa Street location. Do we need to do mouth to mouth? You guys might need to talk more. <laughs> so I can so I can drink more. Rick's been talking a lot and his voice is given out, so he's chugging some water. Well right we can now, understand so. with uh, as cold as it been, all the furnaces running and mm-hmm. all of that. Inside, outside. How much snow did you move? Well, I think we ended up moving snow five times over the last, you know, so you just give up. You just stop counting and just, you know. My buddy out of Nashville called. He says, how's the weather? I said, it snowed twice, once for three days and once for four days. (laughs) Well said. Well said. I want to tell you you about a special um, interaction that happened last week. Mm -hmm. We had 11 sophomores from Wallert come to St. Vinny's for service. And there were other great, there were other great groups of students that were helping other great nonprofits Mm -hmm. last week. It was just, it was part of their larger. Mm -hmm. You're talking this January, just this past week? Just this last week. And so they come to the store and they do service for work for about three hours. And we sit down and have a lunch. They brought their sack lunches. We sat down and talked. And one of the things that I asked them first with the 11 students and their one instructor was what struck you in the last three hours about being here at the store in the warehouse. 
And the first one was everybody agreed that the amount, the volume of stuff, of clothing, of furniture, of, of home decor, of holiday, just amazed them. Mm-hmm. They were just amazed at the amount of volume mm-hmm. of stuff that we were processing. But then one of the young men, you know, got quiet because I said, okay, what else did you notice? One of the young men said, everybody here seems to know what they're doing, why they're doing it, and they're happy. Mm, they're happy. And they're happy. That's a good <clears throat> observation. And I asked him, I said, and why does that stick out to you guys? Because you look around the room, everybody's saying, yeah, 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 we saw mm-hmm. it too. Why does that stand out to you these days? Hmm. And they all said, because most people aren't happy. Hmm. And when we go to work, when we go to classes, when we go to our most people aren't there. Hmm. Well, that's so an it, awful commentary on our society. For a sophomore, for a sophomore to make that. For a young, mm-hmm. you know, for a young group of students to be able to be that in tuned with what's going on, hmm. not only with what was going on, thank God, inside the confines of St. Vinny's, mm-hmm. St. Vincent de Paul, not the no, restaurant, no, no, like, not the I'm, restaurant. I'm, I'm all right with St. <laughs> Vinny. But also to be able to compare <laughs> and contrast that with the mm-hmm. rest of life that they interact mm-hmm. with. And so it touched off a wonderful conversation about how they can be involved with, one, you have to be able to know what you want. And as you're going through life, look for teams that have it. Mm-hmm. Look for jobs where you can experience it. And then also do what you what, can what to contribute you, to it. What did you say to that young man when he said, <clears throat> I've observed, or I'm paraphrasing, everybody's <clears throat> happy here? What, what went through your mind and what was your comment? Well, it literally was praise God because that's the one comment that we hear all the time from people. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'll pick on Cindy. Cindy's is worked with multiple nonprofit volunteer organizations. Mm-hmm. She's a master gardener. Mm-hmm. She's current president of the, of the local Kiwanas mm-hmm. Club. <clears throat> all of her radio work, right? Mm-hmm. You know her her other professional work. And she keeps and she's been with us. I don't know two months now. <clears throat> and she says, "I keep waiting for the day, Rick, when I come in and find somebody who's not happy." But it hasn't happened yet. Hmm. And that's the reality: is we've grown our volunteer base just because people bring in donations, hmm. and they can't understand why people are laughing and giggling, and why are there thirty people in eyesight having a good time. Hmm. I don't know how many nonprofits can say that, or how many businesses can say that. And a sophomore no. is noticing. And he and he noticed it. And I think that's an absolutely wonderful. Well, we need some new management to get in here and crack the whip. That's what we need. Is that what it is? And it was Rick? <laughs> <laughs> or wait, in the radio station? Is that where we need Wherever, to wherever. Wait, Let's just, just crack that whip. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of this smiling going on here. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. And so it really was neat to be in a position where and that's really a microcosm of, of when you start thinking about bringing people who want to make changes in their life, part of the greatest benefit that we will provide them is being able to put them into a community that is different than what they've been used to. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Colleen, it's different accountability, it's different mm-hmm. support, it's humor, mm-hmm. you know, it's passion. So do, it's you think just it's, do you think it's likely the people that are coming <clears throat> to get into this program, Give tell us the name of that program with the 80 percent back to work back the back b-a-c-k the number two and then w-o-r-k back back to work number two work uh with an 80 plus percent success rate of getting people in here they're probably not real happy or perhaps worse miserable at at the point of engagement yep they see your people that's got to be contagious 
It is. It is. Um, and, and that becomes a numbers game, you know, but when, when, when you can put one person who's got that negativity around four or five people that have equal or greater positivity, that positivity becomes contagious too. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things you have to help people understand is don't be surprised. When you're around us and you feel differently about you, you see the world differently when you're around us, you experience the world differently when you're around us, don't be surprised that when you go home or when you go back to your nor- the place where you normally hang out, right. it's not going to be the same. And so mm-hmm. we've got to prepare them to have those experiences. So go deeper on that. What do, what do you mean you got to be prepared? It's not going to be the same. We had a situation where um, <clears throat> we helped a young man get a job. And this was this was kind of warming up to the whole back to work process, right? And one of our great volunteers works at John Deere. Mm-hmm. And he said, let's get you into John Deere. He's really excited. <clears throat> and so everything was going along just great for about the first five to 10 days. Remember, 21 days to make a habit, right? Right. He got to that, I think, the second week or the start of the third week. And there it was, the negativity, the doubt, right? Self-doubt or the self-doubt, peer the peer group. Both. Absolutely. You know, because you remember, you know, the... the the crab story, right? You know, mm-hmm, when you put when you put ten crabs in the bucket, if one tries coming out of the bucket, what's the other crabs do? Mm-hmm. The other crabs drag him and bring him back in. That's that's real. Mm-hmm. And so, a big part of this is you got to help prepare people to to see what's coming and to be prepared for it. Kind of inoculate inoculation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of get them ready and maybe role play. Okay, when this person says this, yep. how are you going to respond? Or when yep. you start some self-negative self-talk, how are you going to change that channel? Talk about something else so that they're prepared when it happens. Absolutely. And that's, and that's part of that. You know, that's really the same situation that, you know, that we, you know, as, as believers encounter when we start, you know, telling people about our faith or wanting to share conversations with, you know, about faith, we need to be ready for people to challenge, to outright argue with us, to, you know, to say, Mm -hmm. fine, you know, works for you. doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Some of that detail, you know, mm-hmm. is, is real, and so you have to prepare people. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it go the other way here? So, I get the ten crab story. I like that, you know. So, they don't want to see them. Somebody leaving the the hood, some mm-hmm. the the group, and uh, make a good success of themselves. But has it gone the other way where somebody has made the the challenge, the effective twenty one day? change of life and they've gotten a job and they have their better self-image and self-esteem has has somebody reached out to them and say hey can you help me get what you got absolutely cindy's got a wonderful story of a young woman that she worked with who is now um you know almost ready to finish her teaching degree wow and you know has three children and is ready to go into to become a full-time teacher and and you know, that's part of what our friends at St. Vincent de Paul in Des Moines have a backlog of stories of mm. people that they've helped. And to be able to then go and to become, you know, the, the next mentor, right, mm. is to mm. be able to, is to, is to be able, if you're going to walk through a minefield, would it be a good idea to follow somebody who's already been through the minefield mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to do it by yourself? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's, that's part of the element of this is we'll help people develop that heart of gratitude because none of us get there alone. Yeah. 
And when you get there, we're going to help you spend time to figure out who helped you get here. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then part of your gratitude is to go pass it on to somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's a great discussion we're having here with Rick Murfeld, executive director. Is that your title? At St. Vincent de Paul. And um, he also has a book called Caught Up in Christ. So we might talk about that a little bit in the next segment. I think we got to go there. Yeah. Let's go there, yo. Okay, yeah. well, we'll be back. I think back. I've got a little bit of voice left. <laughs> well, we better take a break. So well, I won't have it. <laughs> that or you're going to have to listen to Colleen and I sing, which is uh, oh, not no. real good here. So your voice better hold up. 18 more minutes we need out of you. Okay. We'll be back on FM 98.3 KCRD right after this from Hotworks. We're back, and you are in the Chatter Zone. This is episode 114 of the uh, podcast known as The Chatter. Today we're calling it The Chatter because our teeth are chattering. Yes. How about that? <laughs> I think it's my teeth. <laughs> it better be my teeth. I don't know what else is Hey, at least on. you still can't take them out yet. I mean, there may be a day coming down the road where you just oh, take so them out if somebody said, they're chattering. Did you, did you see that YouTube video, the short or whatever it is, the old guy blowing out his candles? And, no. And his teeth came with it? <laughs> That's funny. We've got Rick Murfeld in the studio with us today, and we've been talking about all his good work down at St. Vincent de Paul at both locations and the Back to Work program. And now in this third segment, we're going to pivot a little bit to a conversation that you guys had without me, I may say. So I'm kind of interested to... Well, we wanted you, but you were busy moving. I'm kind of interested to hear how this conversation went. Well, it started, we were talking about your book, Caught Up in Christ. Mm -hmm. We had you in... During Advent or just before Advent, and we talked just about how to Advent. prep oh. for the uh, tableside conversation. Yep, yep. And you called up, as I recall, you said, Tom, what are you doing? Yep. I'm coming over. Because I had a question to ask, and, and the question was, I had just had a conversation about, you need to understand, I was I was coming off a fall. The, the Last year was a really busy year for the Murfields. Um, 2023. 2023. And just the month of September, Eric moved into his totally rehabbed house. Eli and Sasha got married. And Aaron, our youngest, and his wife had a set of twin baby boys. Oh, congratulations. Praise God about that, right? And there are miracle stories in all three of those life events that, Mm -hmm. you know, I'd love to share sometime. So for me, it was all about, um, you know, being involved. The, the kids invited me to say a few words at the wedding. Um, mm. So I got to share the message of Jesus at, at the wedding. And after that, we had people saying, oh, thank you for, you know, for bringing God to the wedding, because if it wasn't for you, you know, it wasn't going to be there. Right. And that's not a that's not a that's not a, a hostile comment about the kids. But that's just where they that's just where they're at right now. That's where a lot of guys that's where are a at. lot of people mm-hmm. are at. Mm-hmm. And so I had that opportunity, and then we ended up being a, a significant part of the of the twins' baptism. Mm. We'll save that story Praise for God. another day. And so I was going into Advent in the Christmas season with this whole this this head of steam, if you will, um, about sharing our faith with other people. They keep telling us that we're supposed to share our faith to evangelize, right? Every right. every Sunday when we leave mass, they say go and 
you know, it changes everything. But, but go and, you know, sh share the word, right? Go and share your mm -hmm. life. And so, uh, and a lot of this had gone back to, yes, I was blessed, to, you know, the Lord blessed me with an opportunity to write and publish a book. Uh, River Birch Press um, picked it up in late 2019. Caught up in Christ. Caught up in Christ. Spiritual first aid for believers and seekers. Um, and the whole metaphor is when first responders um, go to a medical illness, injury, or accident, what do they do? They immediately start to assess critical life functions. Is the heart breathing? You know, are they breathing? Is the heart beating? Well, the reality, because they understand that if, if someone's heart's not beating, it really won't matter if they don't have, if they've got a broken arm, right? Mm -hmm. And so, faith and spirituality is a lot of the same, a lot of the same element. If people's heart aren't caught up in Christ, it really won't matter if they don't understand church doctrine, doctrine, dogma, or beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. And so. Um, you know, this whole goal was to help people get caught up in Christ, to be able to help f see and to engage in the foundations of our faith. So I had a conversation with four um, staff members at one of our parishes, and I said, hey, what do you think about, you know, let's, no, let, what, right. what about what about us doing the thing? And That's let's when equip, he came in the door, yeah. Let's mm -hmm. equip our parishioners mm -hmm. to be engaged to take full advantage of the great family opportunities that are going to happen at thanksgiving and christmas right mm -hmm. what a better time to share your faith mm -hmm. if you've got captive the cure audience for, if you've got the cure for <clears throat> cancer you're going to want mm -hmm. to find out who's got cancer right mm -hmm. yeah and the response was with all due respect rick i don't know i just i just like to enjoy being around the family we don't want to rock any boats i don't want to upset anybody because i only get to see them twice a year Let's just let the holidays be nice and peaceful and joy filled. And I walked out of there and I said, I need to go talk to Tom and Colleen if we can get her. Because the question wasn't so Tom, you know, entertained me, my request to come over. We sit on and I asked you, what, what am I missing? Why are not people more excited about sharing their faith and engaging people about spirituality? And things about our faith and, and understanding the Great Commission. And, and you know, Jesus said, hey, y'all need to go do this, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you took a deep breath and gave me the answer. Do you remember what you told me? I do. Do you? I do because it, it touched me and it's, and it's clarified a lot of things for me and it will help me stop wasting time on not understanding because now that you've solved the mystery, well, you're we doing the same forward. thing the paramedics are doing. Okay, okay. Spiritual triage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're all waiting here with bated breath. You guys are talking about the answer. Could you well, here's, mind sharing here's, it with us? Here, here's my spin on it, Colleen. Mm -hmm. When you go to a family wedding or family baptism mm -hmm. or Thanksgiving or Christmas, and there's trepidation and fear about talking about not just your faith, but our faith, because for the most part, most of our families would check the box that says Roman Catholic, mm -hmm. for the most part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when you go to your parish and you say, hey, what can we do? And you've got four or five people, and these are going to be in some kind of a leadership role or at least prominent amongst the... Um, the congregation the decision makers the decision makers mm -hmm. and they say hey pump the brakes mm -hmm. 
Well, it's, you know. This Christmas coming up, we, do, we, 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 we don't, don't want to mess we, it up with faith. We, we don't want to mess it up with with talking about God. Here's here's mm-hmm. my spin on it, Colleen. Mm-hmm. They do not have supernatural faith. Mm. We are in the midst of the modern day Arian heresy, which denies the divinity of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's my contention, and I've said this in one of the earlier episodes, it's, it's, might as well start 2024 out. Most people do not like Jesus Christ for who he is. They like Jesus Christ for who we want him to be. Mm-hmm. We have taken Genesis and flipped it on its head where God says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness, and we have said, let us make God and his son Jesus and the Holy Spirit in our image and in our likeness. And going into the holidays, we would like a Jesus to be quiet and sit over in the manger Hmm. on the other side of the sheep. Hmm. And tell us that we're all right, no matter what we believe. We're all right. And we are, because, you know, we we have jettisoned the corporal works of mercy. Mm -hmm. We have jettisoned the spiritual works Mm -hmm. of mercy. We we no longer can admonish the sinner, Mm -hmm. instruct the ignorant, Mm -hmm. counsel the doubtful. Because that's judgmental. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jesus doesn't like us to be judgmental. Mm -hmm. Right, because Jesus is not judgmental, they they believe. (laughs) I don't know what gospel they're reading, but it's what St. Paul said. You'd help me uh, quote, uh, if we should preach a uh, gospel other than the Mm -hmm. one you've been handed on. Or in another uh, section, he says... uh, They'll preach something that will tickle your ears. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, right. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that mm-hmm. right, Colleen, but mm-hmm. there's some ear tickling going on yeah. these days, I can say that. There and is. One of the, you know, and they keep telling, talking with us about reading the Bible, but one of the waypoints, one of the decision points that we get to when we approach the Bible, before you even pick it up, we have to answer one question. Are you reading the Bible to find out what the Bible says? Or are you reading the Bible to find out where it says what you want it to Mm. say? Oh, Mm -hmm. nasty man to ask that question. Mm -hmm. And it goes right back to that whole thing. You know, most people, when it gets down to it, don't have an intellectual issue with Jesus. Because the evidence is so great to understand that God is real and that Jesus, you know, the the historicity of Jesus. I don't think most people do. I think most people think. Jesus Christ, if he existed at all, including Catholics, if he existed at all, exactly. was just a pretty nice guy. Right. And he came here to do nice things. Exactly. And to never upset people. Never upset people. And the greatest commandment is thou shalt not judge. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can remember one of the... one of the. See, and go even further on, not, not to steal your thunder, but I think we got to drive this home, Rick. Let's drive. Most people think that they're all right. 
What's the number one you th- when this conversation breaks down? If you can engage anybody, family, friends, or enemies, about Christ, if you can get three minutes into it, they're going to respond. Well, I haven't done anything wrong. I haven't I'm really killed not that anybody. Bad. I'm not that bad. I haven't killed anybody. I'm a good person. And I'm a good person. And what's a good person? <clears throat> and and they're going to and they're going to say and then they immediately go to the fifth commandment. The sixth commandment and the ninth commandment, mm-hmm. and it it becomes a sexual uh, sin conversation. You know, well, I haven't had abortion, I haven't killed anybody, I haven't cheated on my wife, uh, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't. Right. But they miss the fact that while these are grave and serious and mortal sins. That the three sins which grieve the blessed trinity most of all are the first three commandments. Mm-hmm. And we, as a nation and as a family, as a church, we are idolatrous. The first commandment. We blaspheme and, and we desecrate holy days and holy things. And when we do that, we cut ourselves off from grace, from supernatural grace, and it makes the next seven commandments real easy to break. Real easy. And when we break those first three, especially, we're sinning. Let's just yes. say it. Those are sins. Sin darkens the intellect. No, it makes you stupid. Okay, well, it makes you stupid. <laughs> I guess that's another way to say it. <laughs> Let's not sugarcoat this. Yeah. Nobody's walking around with intellects and saying it's pretty dim in here. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if you walked into a room and all the lights were off, you'd think, oh, it's not dirty in here. But you start turning lights on and you start shining that light and suddenly you realize how dirty it is. And people don't want to turn the lights on. Right. They just want to live in the darkness. You get to the and end. And that's of, biblical, too. Colleen gets to the end of the year and she says, this is my favorite, one of my favorite, because she's got all kinds of favorite feast days, but Christ the King. Oh my gosh, I love Christ the King. Christ the King, the feast day. We've lost the entire concept of being obedient to a sovereign. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we, we will accept Christ the King insofar as we can be the prince of our, our right. house. Or Christ will be king, you know, at the end of time, later. Right. Later, not today. Christ will not be king today. That's for later. A lot of modernistic uh, thinking or lack of thinking going on. Mm -hmm. A lot of Protestant theology has crept into Mm -hmm. the Catholic conversation. And a lot of secularism. I mean, we, we have thrown our lot with the world. The world says, well, you shouldn't have that many kids. Contraception, that's the answer. Be responsible. Well, and this all goes right back to the garden. You know, what did, what did Satan, you know, what was the heart of Satan's tempting message to Adam and Eve? Did, did God really mean that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did so Jesus a, really mean mm-hmm. that he is the way, the truth, and the life? I had a good question There's for the guys. There's got to be more day. ways to get to heaven. Before Adam's fall. Mm-hmm. So Adam was at creation. He was, God created him, priest, prophet, and king. So king, he had dominion over all of the animals and the plants. Prophet, he named all of the, all of the animals. But he was priest. Now, priest denotes sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yep, 
for sure. What was Adam's sacrifice to God the Father before he sinned? Mm. <clears throat> Never thought about that. What? You're not talking about his rib. No, no. So he was, he was in one with God. He was priest, he was prophet, he was king. Priest implies the only reason to be a priest is to offer sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Right. What was Adam's Well, I'm going to take a stab at this because I don't know where you're going, and I haven't thought about it a lot, but would it have been his obedience? Exactly. His free will. His obedience. And see, we have abdicated our own priesthood. God will ask all of us to sacrifice something. And the reality is, most of us want to sacrifice nothing. Mm -hmm. We want it all. Mm -hmm. And if there's anything left over, we'll give it to God. That's a problem with putting something on the altar, because whatever you put on the altar has a tendency of wanting to get off the altar before mm. it gets sacrificed. Mm-hmm. Mm. So mm-hmm. it is a, it's a problem, and, and it's everywhere. I mean, yeah. we, we're not going to just pick on one parish or, you know, one family group. It's oh. everywhere. Oh, no, it's all yeah. over. The yeah, great absolutely. apostasy is... But this goes back, because are we running out of time? We again? are. We only have like a minute and a half, and this is a huge subject right But this here. is where Rick King in, and he says, Tom, help me out. And, what's, and not that I got the, the answers, I got the questions. Uh, you know, right. why, why are they not... Why are we? Why am I not? I don't pretend to say I've conquered Mount Kilimanjaro. Because I've reality, heard you. I've heard you say that when you pass away and get your your graduation to heaven, your promotion to heaven, all you want the paper to say is Oglesby, a great sinner, chronic, thank, chronic, chronic sinner. sinner. Thank God for Jesus Christ. It's, you know, it's the truth. Right. It's the truth. Um, there, for the grace of God, I go. But that's right. a whole other show when you were mentioning when, right. when Tom gets to heaven. You know, most people are not going to get to heaven. Most people will not get to heaven. And, and we never hear that anymore. Right. So, you know, we can't even, that's a whole other show. Guess he's coming back. That's right. And I think that's the crux of our ministry, of the Cut Up in Christ ministry, is how do we stay in these conversations? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, how do we stay in these conversations, ask good questions, mm-hmm. answer good questions, mm-hmm. and witness in ways that are natural? Because how you share your faith is different than how I share my mm-hmm. faith. Here, here's the pivot point, Rick. We're days away. What are we, less than a month, uh, Colleen, yep, till, month from yesterday. Uh, Ash Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Four last things. Mm-hmm. Death, judgment, heaven, heaven and hell. hell. You're coming back. Be happy and to we're going to pick though. this up. We need to talk about that. Episode 114 has uh, tragically hit the wall. We are uh, out of time again, flat out of time, Kelly. A whole new show on those subjects, though, right Thanks to Hotworks for bringing us to you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Glory be to To the the Father Father, and to the the Son and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it was in the beginning, beginning, is now now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Tune in again next week. We love you. 